Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. He's a writer and performer at UCB. It's Brandon Gardner. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Of course. How are you doing in this lockdown? <laughs> uh, pretty good. The The Last Dance documentary, like for a lot of people, has been mm, a godsend for me. <laughs> Not having any basketball at all to watch and then being like such a huge Bulls fan uh, during the time the documentary is, is, is uh, capturing. It's, it's great. Yeah, I I wonder how like who got screwed over having to push that out so fast because <laughs> it like they moved the release date up. Yeah, I uh, I listened to something with the director where I guess they had everything we watched so far they had already finished, but oh, they okay. were um, still editing like the last couple um, mm-hmm. when the first ones were were showing. Yeah, I just felt bad for anyone who was getting an email that was like, oh, you thought you had six months left to finish this? <laughs> yeah, I think he said, yeah, a lot of his staff suddenly is like, we're going to be doing this all the time now. Yeah. Wow. So we can finish. I mean, I'm grateful, though. Thank you to them. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's been such a delight. I mean, you know, I knew about the Bulls. I was like definitely a Michael Jordan fan as a kid because every mm-hmm. child seemed to be at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't really into basketball at the time. So it's been so cool hearing about pretty much also hearing about like the other players and like the Pistons and like yeah. all these other teams that I just yeah. would have never learned about. Yeah, I totally am learning so much that I was like, oh, I, I know I'm a, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about this at all. <laughs> it was clearly major news that everybody was uh, a part of. And I was just a dumb kid. Uh, you were a baby. Yeah, I was just like, wait, wait, wait. Um, but <laughs> it's been fun. It's been cool. Um, I'm excited to see what else is to come. Yeah, I've been very excited. It's funny. It's like almost all stuff for the most part I did know because I would like read all these like books on like there was like the the big like uh, uh, books sort of covering that era of the Bulls too. But it's different to be able to see it. Like you hear about like Michael Jordan bullying Jerry Krause, mm-hmm. and then to actually see it is like oh, this is juicier. <laughs> yeah, it is. He just quite keeps calling juicy. him short. <laughs> it's always just short jokes and fat jokes. He yeah. keeps it really simple. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan is really just a simple man. <laughs> he goes for the gut. Yeah, he really goes for it. I, I would like him to bully me, honestly. <laughs> I think he did most people in his life. I think that's just how he relates to people. He does it naturally. Were, did you grow up in Chicago? I didn't. So I grew up in upstate New York, um, but I wasn't a Knicks fan at the time. Um, I was a Bulls fan. And I think it was because I was like far, like Montreal was the closest city to me. So New York felt super far away and I just like came of age at the right time with Michael Jordan where I was like, nope, that's my team. That's who I'm rooting for. Nice. Yeah. Did you go to Montreal at all? (laughs) We would go like Montreal would be where we would go for like school field trips. Like if we were going to go to an art museum in school, it would be to to Montreal. That's That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you speak I, French at all? <laughs> I don't. It was a big incentive for a lot of people in my high school to pick French as the language they they took, but I took Spanish. Rebel. Nice. Yeah. I did. I because I was born in Canada and we had to take French and um, all of that's gone out of my head. Just like all the Spanish I learned as well. It's just useless. 
I think it's just my brain is useless. I can't hold on to any of that stuff. Yeah, your brain knows if you're not using it, don't hold on to it. Yeah, exactly. Your brain's not useless. It's efficient. <laughs> right, exactly, right. It's just cleaning yeah, it, house all the time. It remembers every detail of Vanderpump rules, but <laughs> when it, it comes to two languages. That. Yeah, that is more useful. You're right. <laughs> so did you ever play basketball? I did. Um, I played basketball. I, I'm trying to remember what age I started playing basketball. I was probably like a little late for starting to play basketball, but I was probably like 11 or 12. And then I played through high school. Um, it's funny listening to this too, because a lot of the players, they say, they say this about Jordan and they say this about Pippen and, and, and Dennis Rodman, that they all had late growth spurts. Mm-hmm. So that they all like started as sort of small guys and just were lucky enough to have giant growth spurts. Yeah. And mine was the opposite where I'm 6'3 now and I was 6'3 in eighth grade. Oh my God. I sort of stopped. So wow. whereas they were trained to be guards and then grew into be great basketball players, I was trained to be like a center, which made sense when I was 6'3 in eighth grade, but made less sense when I was 6'3 in, in 12th grade. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's Can you crazy. imagine being an eighth grade teacher and having a 6'3 student? <laughs> and for whatever reason, like m- multiple people on my like basketball team were the same height as me. We had like a very big team and they didn't grow very much more either. Wow. wow. Were, like, what's what's in the water around. up there? I don't know. <laughs> HGH. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so you played center and like, did you play in high school as well? Yep. Nice. Like, all the way through high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, I was like a backup center in high school. Do you still play from time to time? I don't as much anymore. I really want to start for, for a long time. I still played like pickup games. And, and when I lived in New York, I would go to parks and play. Um, and then at a certain age, it started to like hurt my knees. Um, but I feel like I'm, I could maybe get back into it. I feel like maybe I'm taking better care of them now and I could try again. Yeah. Just get like completely like knee braced up. <laughs> get yeah, those, like, knee. <laughs> I need to do what uh, I guess Kobe did where he went to Germany to get some sort of like platelets injected into his knees oh my god i want to do that too yeah (laughs) secret german um you know yeah yeah, fda doesn't approve in the united states (laughs) i don't have knee problems but it just seems fun to have like (laughs) experience (laughs) (laughs) um so are you you're still a bulls fan now then yeah, sort of. Uh, I tried to stick with it for a while, um, even though the Bulls were really, really like, so it's funny, this season that they're playing on in, in the last dance, it's really like the last great Bulls team till like the Derrick Rose, like uh, Joaquin Noah teams. Um, so there's like a lot of years of them being like really, really bad. Yeah. Um, and where I tried to be kind of a, a fan during that period. And then when I moved to New York City, in 2005 i gradually became a knicks fan and i still sort of like root for them to get better yeah Yeah. what about the la teams uh between them clippers because there was like a period where i just hated the lakers so much it's hard for me to ever root for them again (laughs) totally and that's something i was going to talk about too it's not as much in this era but I, i a lot of what makes basketball really fun for me to watch is when I really hate a team, maybe more than when I love a team. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so this jazz team, um, the, the uh, of that era, mm-hmm. I hated that jazz team, the, the, the 97, 98 jazz, hate them, hate them. I think they're dirty and, and, and not fun to watch. And then the Lakers team that was like when Carl Malone joined the Lakers, 
hated them. So when they lost to the Pistons, I was not a Pistons fan, but it was like one of the more satisfying finals I've ever watched because I was so <laughs> happy that they lost. Um, so and you're so yeah, I was, hate. Yeah, that's what I enjoy the most. <laughs> um, so Carl Malone is like an especially. He's like a horrible person. Yeah. I think like he's the terrible, like I don't like watching his basketball. It's like sort of brutish and like not very graceful to me. He's like sort of famously dirty. And so is John Stockton, like very dirty players. And then Mm -hmm. Carl Malone off the court, all sorts of horrible things where like he impregnated someone like a teenager back in, I think he's from Mississippi um, and like never acknowledged it and or acknowledged the child. Um, He like, flirted like really grossly with Kobe Bryant's wife when he was on the Lakers. Oh um, man. He seems terrible. Yikes. He'd bring like a gun to, to things. He was like a big gun guy. Ew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Good he, villain. Good, good guy to root against. I never knew anything about Carl Malone, but for some reason his name was always in my mind. So when I would um, be doing improv if I were endowing <laughs> myself or someone else with a name, it was all, it was like pretty often Carl Malone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No matter they weren't basketball players, you could be a dentist. Or, yeah, it was yeah. anyone, you know. Um, I would say I probably did that like every fifth show that I, I performed. And I bet less than half people like had any connotation that Carl Malone was anyone else. Yeah, I think yeah, probably. they probably didn't. But it would sometimes get a little chuckle, which I was like, all right, cheap laughs. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so we we ask all our guests this question because we're just curious. But mm-hmm. if you had to kiss anyone in the NBA, in the current NBA, let's narrow it to that. Who would you pick? That's interesting. Uh, I got to think because first I will just say that. And I was talking before about the way you were talking about Michael Jordan and the flu game that I was listening to, Mm -hmm. to me, sort of blows my mind. And (laughs) there is something to me like about Michael Jordan that I think is like sort of perfect looking. I think he's very handsome to me. Yeah. Like his face and just like, he has like a very like gracefully proportioned, like sculpted sort of body. Mm -hmm. Right. When I think, and I was talking about it with a friend, it's like as great as he is, I think if he was not, if he didn't look that way, I'm not sure that he would have the like international like popularity that he has. There's something like just iconic about how he looks. So all time would be Michael Jordan right now. Who would I kiss? Um, first one that came to my mind, I'd probably, I might reconsider it would be maybe like Steph Curry. He's got like sort of a pretty face. He's yeah. a very like cute guy. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think Michael Jordan's a good answer too. Cause watching all this footage of him, from peak Jordan days, it's he looks good. He's a handsome he looks man. Good. Yeah. yeah, very handsome. Oh, you know who's another guy who I actually think is is handsome is Jimmy Butler. He Me was too. My oh my god, he's such a cutie pie. He also has like a total like charming. You know, like he's kind of crazy, but I I feel like he's like very <laughs> jokey and charming. Yeah, yeah, he can turn that on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also was in. He did like a special promotion with Bonobos, the clothing company, where he like <laughs> modeled their clothes. Amazing, which That's is like a cute. brand I like. So it was yeah, good crossover. <laughs> That's awesome. I love his episode of Hot Ones too. If you haven't seen that, oh, I haven't watched that. <laughs> it's so good. I'll look uh, it up. I haven't seen that either. I'm, you gotta watch. I f- feel like I've probably seen almost all of them. I gotta. <laughs> Double check. <laughs> I just watched the Zac Efron one the other day and it was great. <laughs> Highly recommend. 
Okay, good. Something to check out. I'll, yeah. Have you seen Hot Ones at all? No. Because there's no, also, so there's a, a few basketball players, like Shaq yeah. did a great episode. There's one he with could Blake not Griffin. Handle it. Blake Griffin, Joel Embiid. I don't even know what is the concept of it. So it's like, um, it's this guy, Sean Evans, and he um, he hosts the show where there's a celebrity that eats hot wings and the, the oh, hot sauce gets yes. like progressively now I do hotter. Know exactly what this is. Yeah. Yes, I just haven't watched it yet. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and he's like a really great interviewer. Like I admire him a lot and he gets amazing stories out oh, of these yeah. people. I definitely watch that. Yeah. And he, ha- and he's clearly a fan of the NBA cause he like has NBA players on and he like really digs into like the funny oh, stuff. Cool. The Joel Embiid episode is really funny too. Yeah. That was great. I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> He's cocky the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that fits he- <laughs> what I would think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's uh definitely, yeah, the Shaq episode, he's just Shaq's just such a silly fella. <laughs> I've enjoyed Shaq's like family uh like quarantine like videos and pictures. Yes. It seems like like I remember even when he was playing, I'd be like, I bet Shaq's a really fun dad. He just like seems like he would have to be. Yes, For and sure. his kids are so big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, because uh, they're not as tall as him, but they're pretty close and they're still pretty young. So Yeah, he has one that I think plays in college who's probably 6'11". Like he's very close to his dad's Yeah, like Jesus, that's so big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they're all skinny still, yeah. which is like what Shaq used to be, skinny Shaq. Right. It's cute. You, you brought up... Um, Blue Chips, which we did watch. Yeah, uh, I saw that you'd watched it. He is so cute in that. He's just like little baby Shaq <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he is great in it. I loved my that favorite movie. Shaq performance. It was great. He did a great job. Yeah. Do you think he's um, his performance in Blue Chips is better than his general commercials? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, or his Gold Bond, or. <laughs> I see how it's funny that he's like just stacks up these sort of like B-level companies that that's his thing. I mean, they must be paying him a ton of money. I'm sure. Yeah. I heard that he was Jealous. in trouble with Papa John's because he wasn't attending enough board meetings. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's on the board. Yeah. Well, he's he's like the new face of Papa John's. Like oh, they wow. wanted to be like, forget about Papa John. He's a monster. Right. <laughs> well, you pull, all know that now. <laughs> yeah. Like let's pull in Shaq and see if that distracts you yeah. guys. Who do people like? And uh, the, yeah. supposedly they were going to make a bunch of commercials with him. And he's also like, I think he owns the most franchises or something. Papa John's franchises. Oh, wow. But then all of the, you know, virus stuff happened, the pandemic. So he... They didn't end up doing that. And then now they're, I don't know if they're doing like virtual board meeting meetings or something. And right. they were mad at him. <laughs> yeah, it's on That's Zoom. He, he has no excuse to miss him. He has like literally no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny that we know about it. Like they wanted to leak that they're mad that he's not going to these meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I would love sh- to be invited to one of these meetings. I just talk a about pepperoni and <laughs> you know, crust options i mean who knows you need Shaq for that yeah yeah exactly uh really quickly before we go to previously on basketball have you did you see aaron gordon's diss video or like his like no i saw that he made one but i haven't watched his like Dwayne wade diss video yet it's should we watch a little bit of it yeah 
it's Dwayne Wayne's oh, wow. wine. It already has more production than I expected it to have. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> He's watching Taco Fall. Wow, he has a really interesting voice. Yeah, is that manipulated? I think it is, just for this beginning bit. Oh, okay. Who shot this for him? Because yeah, he, did he make it during quarantine? He must have, right? His girlfriend's like right. falling. <laughs> I mean, it looks professional. Yeah, she's good, whoever it is. He's pretty good. So he yeah. essentially he, is just saying, like, hey, Dwayne Wade, you fucked up by giving me a 9 out of 10 in the dunk contest. In the dunk contest. <laughs> He's got a real, like, Drake vibe. I'm into it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That was great. And yeah, I want to know who produced that. Yeah, I wonder if he, like, who is he quarantined with? Is his mom, like, super good at, you know, making videos? <laughs> yeah. video production? When I heard about it, I expected it would be just, like, him into his own phone, like, yeah. by the pool. And I was like, no, <laughs> it was very, very well produced. Oh, yeah. And then we, and then we didn't mention this, but Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker took a little quarantine road trip and got caught by TMZ. Oh, wow. What's going on over there? Devin Booker I gets so out of the. I didn't even know they were a thing. Th this was the first time that anyone had seen them together. I mean, they claim to be longtime friends, but wow! First of all, I'm what are you very doing? Very interested yeah. in how they pick their NBA players. Yeah, of and like <laughs> who they're seen with and dating. I'm yeah. so curious. And like, what are they doing? Taking a road trip to Arizona right now? That's so fucking stupid. They think they're above the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Like so where this is are they public stopping? Lashing. Are they huh? are they like stopping to pee? Like they well, have to be I mean that's right. how they got caught cuz they stopped at a gas station to pee or get snacks or whatever. Oh, uh, right. Man. Someone I, took a video, posted it on Twitter. They're both they're both very young, right? Yeah, 24. Yeah. yeah, something around there. Yeah. I mean, it's fine if they're if they want to hook up. I think that <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that I have no problem. <laughs> I don't care about that. I just don't think they should be out exactly on a yeah. quarantine road trip. Yeah, she's twenty four. He's twenty three. And if you are, at least take a private jet so you don't <laughs> run into like randos. Yeah, that's the lesson here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, the lesson we should all take. If she, I, I feel like, you know, Devin, if you're listening. You have enough baby mamas right now. Yeah, maybe, exactly. In like, your just... zip code, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's why he's escaping. One. <laughs> I don't know. I If they are just friends, cool, but just stop taking road trips, man. Yeah. I just want him to, to use protection, you know? Yeah. <laughs> in, in both the COVID-19 sense and yes. the condom sense. Yes. yes. Well. They also were, they were not wearing masks either. So, yeah. Uh, yeah masks, yeah. condoms, use all of it, Devin. You're not invincible. Just because you win the NBA 2K tournament doesn't mean you <laughs> oh, can't yeah. get sick with COVID. <laughs> That's what he thinks. He's like, don't mess with me. I won the NBA 2K <laughs> He's tournament. He's so high off that. Yeah, he can, he's invincible. 
I mean, it's got to be almost as good as winning a championship. Yeah, that's I true. I bet it does mean something. They're like, I feel like everything <laughs> I hear with NBA players, oh, so many of them, because there's so much downtime, take it pretty seriously. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so we normally do a little segment where we wrap up all of the week's news. Uh-huh. Um, but since we watched a game from 1998... We are going to uh, find out what happened in the world at that time in Previously on Basketball. Previously on the X-Files. Basketball. Oh, I loved the (laughs) X-Files. I pulled that one from an episode of the X-Files that aired the same night as this game. (gasps) What? People had to choose. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Producer Gabe coming in clutch with the details. (laughs) All right, wish me in. Tim Duncan is the 1998 Rookie of the Year. Negotiations between owners and players are breaking down in the lead-up to the 204-day NBA lockout. The top movie for the second week in a row is Godzilla, starring Matthew Broderick. Topping the U.S. charts is The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Clyde Drexler is retiring after 15 seasons in the NBA. Over the next few months, future NBA stars DeAndre Ayton, Trey Young, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander will be born. (laughs) Ginger Spice announces she's leaving the Spice Girls. Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman lead the league in scoring and rebounds, respectively, in their last season as Chicago Bulls. Wow. Wow. So much. Wow. Happened. Brought back memories. <laughs> it really takes me back. What, what were you doing in 1998, Brandon? Um, well, I was in high school, and, and the Godzilla part reminded me first of there was a uh, song and music video related to Godzilla that was like a Puff Daddy uh, sampling a, like a Led Zeppelin song that was in that soundtrack. <laughs> oh, and wow. so that would be like on TRL at the time. And then the uh, uh, Boy Is Mine also definitely heavy rotation on, on TRL at the time. So it brings back that. Um, Let's hear a little bit. Do you have the uh, Puffy song? There you go. Oh yeah, Come With Me. <laughs> sampling Cashmere from Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. This is not how I remember it starting, but I'm interested. (laughs) It was very sexy for a Godzilla movie. (laughs) Yeah, what I remember is he's on like a building and it's like heavy guitar music and he's, it's like dark and raining. So I don't know if it segues to that. Oh, shit. Yes, this is what I remember. This was in the movie? No. (laughs) He's so mad that Godzilla interrupted his his sexy time. (laughs) Wow. Uh, That that would make me so motion sick to be on an elevator and rapping. (laughs) (laughs) I the only thing I remember about 
the because the advertising around that Godzilla movie was huge. And I remember there was the Taco Bell commercial where the little Chihuahua is like running and Godzilla's like following him to Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> I remember wow. that. I don't remember that. Um, Iconic. Let's <laughs> let's hear the Monica song too. Oh, the song just for fun. I love this song. Mackay Pfeiffer. So good. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good song. I like it. It's so catchy. And this is not long after Brandy went to Kobe Bryant's prom with him. Oh, oh. that's so sweet. She, yeah. she should have put that in the video. Is that Mackay Pfeiffer in yeah. the video? Young the Mackay boy Pfeiffer. in question. Yeah. <laughs> the boy. So playing. He's so handsome. He is. Yeah. <laughs> um. We do have Tim Duncan's photo uh, or oh, yeah. of him getting his rookie of the year. He looks so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when he played with truly no emotion on his face, no matter what was happening. <laughs> Anastasia, what were you doing in 90, May 98? 98, I also was in high school. Um, May 98, I that was the summer... In between, I would have been finishing up my sophomore year of high school. And um, I don't know. I was probably like, I think I had gotten my um, labray pierced. Oh, wow. <laughs> like just the part What's right that? below. It's below your lip, in between your lip and your chin. Oh, okay. And, Dennis Rodman um, had that piercing. <laughs> me, I wanted to be like Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did have short, spiky, bleached hair. I was like a little punk kid. I was probably um, playing Final Fantasy VII and <laughs> nice. I don't know. Uh, just generally being a, a weirdo. What were you doing, Agata? so hard to remember i mean 98 was the year after i moved to america so you're learning how to be american <laughs> yeah, exactly um yeah picking you up your on first the gun. culture right seeing godzilla and being like okay yeah i, I mean think I, was, I get it I was, I was in texas so i'm assuming it was like fucking hot as hell and i was just melting uh, yeah that usually starts by may yeah and may it doesn't end until october same in Arizona. I was probably sweating. <laughs> probably like in the movie theater, just escaping into the AC. And probably watching Godzilla in that movie yeah. theater. Who knows? Yep, exactly. It's um, interesting thinking about the NBA lockout that happened the next year, right? Mm-hmm. The next season. So there have been like lockouts and strikes before, but this is the first time that something else has interrupted the NBA season. It, I think maybe really as far as I can remember. Yeah. And, and there are teams that are like opening up practices and stuff right now. And it's like, why, what are you doing? Yeah. And LeBron, LeBron was saying that like the, the season's going to finish and it's like, you can't make promises like that when you're not in control of everything. Yeah. It's like, I know you want that to happen. Right. Like everybody wants that to happen, but 
You're not God. What are people telling him? He just must have like yes men being like, yeah, sure, we'll <laughs> we'll get right. you that championship. Yeah. It feels like yeah, he's trying to just will it into existence. <laughs> I mean, I it must be a huge bummer for him who oh man probably Truly. thought he was about to win a championship. Because, yeah, it, like when we watched The Last Dance and people make such a big deal about how they broke up the Bulls dynasty um, after the 98 season. And so it's like the tail end of like, I guess Jordan's prime, right? Where you're still great. Um, this mm-hmm. is still like LeBron's prime. So like to lose a year to this is, sucks. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like a year where like he was, um, de- the Lakers were definitely a favorite to, to be uh, in the championship. So, yeah. For sure. Be- yeah, it's a bummer, but... You can't say that we're, you can't say, nobody can say anything right now. Like literally, yeah, we, we just have all no have idea. to sit around and wait to see how things pan out. But I don't see any, I don't see any world where the season's going to continue. Plus Governor Newsom said there's no sporting events till 2021. So. Exactly. Like, the, well, I was going to say, have you heard the thing that like there might be games in Disney World that they might like make Disney World the place where all the games happen? I mean, I heard about that, but that seems so funny to me. Yeah, it seems yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think it, it. Yeah, it only works if it's a situation like that where every single person, every player, everybody associated gets tested and then just locked in a place with no access in or out. Yeah, for like a month. Like, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they can pull that off. Does Disney World have basketball courts? I guess they must, right? Or it's, yeah, I don't know. I would love that reality show. We got, you know, 40 NBA players and trapped them in Disney World. (laughs) And it's just like like hundreds, I assume, right? It'd be everyone who's in the league. They're like riding rides. And (laughs) I mean, it would be cool. I would definitely watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems impossible to pull off, like logistically. They were saying that they're like, well, during practices, like all of the training uh, team will wear gloves. And it's like, that doesn't matter. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. And like, they're going to wear masks except for when they're playing. And it's like, well, that's when what, what you're the, the closest. You can't have any accepts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very silly. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. And it's like, I can't even walk up a hill wearing a mask. Like, how are they going to play a game? Totally. Oh man, yeah. I hate wearing it. Yeah. I like it walk sucks. my dog with a mask and it feels like I'm giving myself a sinus infection. It's like so humid. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's getting so hot too, and I'm yeah. just like sweating into my mask. Mm-hmm. It's pretty gross. Now it's time for another all-star review. This is where we read your five-star reviews of our podcast. Thank you so much for sending in reviews. This one is from Mazer Like Laser, and the title is It's a Slam Dunk with Five Basketballs. And it says, Dunktown is such a fun podcast. Anastasia, Agata, and producer Gabe talk bad boys, cuties, and shoes. Look forward to listening every week. I'm pretty new to following basketball. I've learned a lot since I started listening. Thank you so much. We love hearing that. Thank you. We're glad that uh, you're going on this journey with us. If you would like us to read your review, just leave us five stars in Apple Podcasts. Or if you leave it somewhere else, just send it to us and we'll read it in this segment. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, this week we watched the Indiana Pacers at the Chicago Bulls in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals on May 31st, 1998. Let's meet the boys. Let's meet the boys. Come on, let's meet the boys. Great group of guys. Was that a, that was a new drop. That's a brand new Let's Meet the Boys theme song by a composer like of our theme song, Andrew Bear. Thank you, Andrew. Amazing. Yeah. That was, that feels very um, new wavy, <laughs> which, which I know you love, Gabe. <laughs> um, okay, so on the Pacers, <laughs> we have starters Reggie Miller, Dale Davis, Mark Jackson, Rick Smits, Chris Mullen, and off the bench, Derek McKay, Antonio Davis, and Jalen Rose. And the head coach is Larry Legend Bird. Uh, and at this point, the series is tied 3-3. On the Bulls, the Bulls. <laughs> we have starters: Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, Tony Kukoc. How do you say that name? Kukoc. Kukoc. You had it. I did it. Ron Harper, and off the bench: Dennis Rodman, St- Steve Kerr, and Jude Bueller. Judd Bushler. I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's spelled weird. It's a weird name. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, head coach Phil Jackson. So let's go ahead and get into the game. These new drops are wild. Amazing. I love them. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Gabe didn't play these for us before uh, right now, so it's fun hearing them. Okay. Yeah. So. I believe the announcing team for this is Bob Costas, Doug Collins, and Isaiah Thomas, which is so interesting because from watching um, The Last Dance, we know Doug Collins, I think this is the same Doug Collins that used to coach the Bulls, right? Mm -hmm. And then Isaiah Thomas, famous Michael Jordan nemesis. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really interesting that um, the commentary is from like players in you know, kind of the history of the Bulls leading up to the last dance. Yeah, it reminded me of how now um, Mark Jackson always, it seems like always calls Warrior Games. And yeah. he was like the coach that was replaced. And now That's it's right. Doug Collins, who's like, now he's he's talking about the Bulls that he would have coached if Phil Jackson didn't replace him. Totally. That's wild. To so that. interesting. <laughs> they just really love to rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> like, Watch, them. Watch how good they are you. now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Doug Collins seemed like such a good sport for after being replaced. I don't know if that's how it actually happened, but... Uh, yeah, he is. At least he's very polite about it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't seem like there's hard feelings. Also, I uh, personally love Bob Costas. I remember watching oh, him. Yeah. Uh, he hosted the primetime Olympic um, broadcasts and there would always be like the late night, like when, when it got really late and he would be kind of going cuckoo a little bit. (laughs) And um, they would always play like bloopers of his broadcast. It was really fun. And I I was like, what happened to Bob Costas? And I looked it up. He semi-retired in 2017. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, he also quit 
um, calling NBA games because Marv Albert wanted to come back. And so he kind of like graciously gave over his spot to Marv Albert. Oh, wow. Interesting. Little, <laughs> little I definitely like watching it. I was very nostalgic for the NBA on NBC, like music and production. Yeah. Which it hasn't happened in a long time. So it's like, I love that song. And even his voice, I have like so many memories attached to him, like setting the stage and making it sound dramatic. Yeah, like Bob Costas's voice ba, 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 is ba, 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 basketball. <laughs> that song? Yeah, exactly. Ba, 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 basketball. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, every time I hear the song now, I hear the words. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um. So, uh, Brandon, you sent us this great ESPN article about this game. Yeah, it was funny that yeah we had picked the game first, and then they, this article came out. The Zach Lowe article. And it's oh, it, it's a new article. I didn't realize that. I think it came out a few days ago. I think yeah. We'll put a That's link awesome. to the article in the description of this um, episode, so you y'all can read it as well. Um, it's so interesting, like how like essentially the article says like this was the close call for the Bulls. Yeah, which I kind of forgot even. I was like a fan of the time, but I didn't remember till I rewatched it. I was like, oh right, it was a game seven, and they were down for a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. It starts out very scary. Yeah. Like the Pacers just ta- they took the first quarter easily and it, you know the Bulls were down by like 10 or 12 almost the whole time. And getting um, spanked. Yeah, really getting spanked. Um Yeah, and, and Zach talks about how like back then like being down 12 is right now is like down 20 because the games are so low scoring. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a big deficit, yeah. That's right. It's so weird to think about that too. Like, because now, if so, it, especially with as many teams that we've had in recent history that pretty much only turn it on in the second half, like even the Warriors, sure, like, yeah. you know, so now it's like not that scary when someone's down in the first quarter. You're just like, oh, whatever. We'll hit some threes. <laughs> we'll be back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause it's like you have plenty of time to make it up. Exactly. Um, at one point, uh, Luke Longley did this cool behind-the-back pass to yeah. Michael J- Jordan, and then he gave it to Pippen for a big dunk. And I was like, I mean, it, they were down by a lot. But that moment, I was like super pumped up. Yeah, Luke Longley doesn't get that many cool plays, so good for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's he. I can't think of who he looks like, but he looks like some, someone to me. But he's just kind of just like this like meathead, big meathead white guy. Well, that period of the Bulls, they had like three, like just big white centers. So it was like him, Bill Wennington and and Will Perdue. Mm -hmm. And they used to call him the three-headed monster. (laughs) And so when they played like Shaq, their strategy would just be like, well, we have so many of you, you'll just all foul out. So they would foul Shaq over and over and over again, and then just put another big white guy in to keep fouling. Wow. So they kind (laughs) of created Hack-A-Shack a a little bit. Oh, yeah. That was basically them, at least in my memory. Wow. Um, at one point, Scottie Pippen is bleeding yes, and has to be pulled out of the game. But it, I thought it was really cute that he he had a like sweatband on his left arm. Uh-huh. And to hide the fact that he was bleeding, he moved it to his yeah, right arm. Yeah, he tried arm. to be quick about it. Um, That's so funny. But, but the ref saw it. I think Scottie Pippen is like so cute. I love like a kind of like gentle giant. Yeah. <laughs> And in the the last dance, it's been like great hearing about his backstory and stuff. 
Can can I ask you related to Scottie Pippen in, in Last Dance? You know the part mm-hmm. where they have where, where Charles Oakley is like bullying him and he like grabs him by the, his shirt. I like hate that. It like makes me hate Charles Oakley. He's like so mean to Scottie Pippen and just like classic like bully. It's like oh, you seem terrible. It hurt me to see him manhandling Scotty like and he's, that. He's like jerking him yeah. around by the shirt yeah, and like laughing. Like isn't it silly that I'm doing this? And it's like no, you're being a dick. And it's like, I get that you're like trying to put a rookie in his place or whatever, but yeah, the, the documentary is making me really like Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Just seems and like everybody, a good guy. everybody says great things about him. Everyone who knew him or played with him. Yeah. I love that he, um, you know, like you said, he started out as like a point guard cause he was kind of small Yeah, and it's really fun like in this game and other games, the the flu game, and you kind of see how versatile he is too. Amazingly, yeah, like the prototype of it. And I guess he had mm-hmm. like I forget what it was exactly, but I f- want to say his wingspan is like seven one or something. Oh my god! Um, or he's six wow. nine with like a seven one wingspan and could guard yeah any position. So at the time, everyone was a fan of you know Michael, but and I remember Scottie Pippen. But were you like super into the whole team? The whole team. To give you a sense of it. So I had two posters in my bedroom that I sort of made myself. So what I would do is I'd buy like a poster and then I would cut (laughs) out pictures and then add those to the poster. So I had one that was just Jordan. (laughs) It's like I subscribed to like a lot of like basketball magazines. And so I'd cut out all these pictures of Michael Jordan, sort of made a collage poster. And then I had another one Mm -hmm. that was just Bulls and it was... For the most part, it was like uh, Jordan Scotty, um, Rodman, and, and Tony Kukoc, I think, were the ones most heavily featured. Mm-hmm. Tony Kukoc is so handsome. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. He's like, it's funny because he's so like physically, um, like he's obviously in good shape. He plays professional basketball, but looks like just soft. It doesn't look like he lifts weights like everyone else on the team does. That's I, I kept having that thought while watching this game too. Like even like Steve Kerr, like... They just don't look super athletic in the same way that NBA players do now where like, you know, LeBron is two sixty pounds of solid muscle or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even like Steph Curry is small, but he's like lean, but he's like has definition for sure. Yeah. 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 It's, Which is yeah, also it's funny so weird like, to see the difference. They played in an era when it was much more physical and everyone talks about that. Like you could push a lot more and hand check. Right. Yeah. And even in this game, you see them like really getting in each other's faces yeah. roughing each other <laughs> pushing up. each other around yeah and in that in that espn article like he was like that was allowed back then yeah you could hand check was like the big thing which and then they got rid yeah. of that and it really changed a lot god i wish we could still do that <laughs> you you want to do it personally <laughs> i want to do it to you oh no <laughs> <laughs> um i'll just fall over i'll play dead <laughs> <laughs> with um tony kukoc um he looks he's handsome first of all he kind of looks like hugh jackman a yeah, little bit like really and skinny then hugh he's, jackman. he's like handsome in a in a sort of like grunge musician way yeah i can see that <laughs> uh like floppy hair kind of slouchy <laughs> um so yeah the pacers are really killing it in the first quarter um Reggie does some beautiful threes Mm -hmm. and um, in the second quarter, the 
bulls get their first tie. Right. They catch up for the first time. Uh, Big minutes from Judd Bushler, who comes in as like the energy guy. Yeah. yeah. Which was also interesting to read in that article because I didn't necessarily like see that. But after reading the article, I was like, oh, yeah, he like. It flipped around once we got he got in there. And it's one, he's he one of the like first people. Um, um, Jordan talks about in the post game interview when they they catch him right up after the game. He's like Judd Bushler came in, had so much energy. I mean, fun fact yeah. about Judd Bushler and Steve Kerr is that their daughters played uh, volleyball together. And oh, they were volleyball dads would go to all the games. Um, was it? I, I couldn't remember who it was. Someone, Steve Kerr drove someone to the yeah. game. I think it might have been yep. Judd, right? They drove to the, the arena and together, yeah. In the article, it said how um, Steve Kerr was like, hey, you know, it's if we lose, it's it's not the end of the world. Like, he was kind of trying to be Phil Jackson uh-huh. zen about it. And Judd was like, we're not losing. Like, like the, Jordan, there's yeah. no way this can be Jordan's last game. Like, Yeah, and that's the thing that's so, like, dramatic and like what if about this game is that like they could have lost. There's so many, like it was pretty close. And if they had, mm-hmm. what does that change about how we see Michael Jordan? If his last game had been in the conference finals against the Pistons and he lost a game seven. Right. Totally. Different. It's like, that's crazy to think yeah, about. Very different than winning. Yeah, yeah. Like on his shot in the finals. Yeah. Right. Cause like the third and the fourth quarter was mostly like, I mean, very close. I think they were going, they were going back and forth with who was in the lead for like, yeah. The yeah. Majority. Um, and and Kukoc had like twenty one in the third, or he had something crazy. He hit five five shots in a row, and it's like if he never did that, they they don't win the game, right? Um, Kukoc was sh- was like uh, hitting threes, yeah. Which I was like, that's also like how cool, how versatile that team was. Yeah, six eleven. He was like the uh, the first guy who did that. Wild. Um, a little birdie told me that because we're recording this on Sunday, so we haven't watched um, five and six of The Last Dance yet. A little birdie told me that Tony Kukoc might be getting his. I hope so. Episode he deserves one tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it'll be nice to see his handsome face again. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Like he seems like like they talk about uh, Michael bullying everybody to a certain extent. And- and some people argue, sort of, well, that's his leadership style. He's sort of toughening you up to be better. Yeah. Um, but I, from what I've heard, he was like always especially hard on, on Tony Kukoc. Really? That's yeah. interesting. I think partly because I think he, at a, at a certain point, realized how talented he was. Mm. So, like, I think um, people who were less talented, like Judd Bushler, he didn't really get on them because they sort of were at their potential. And then he sees someone like Tony Kukoc, and he was always getting on him to be better, to be tougher. Who was the guy that Michael Jordan, like, bullied into not playing anymore <laughs> oh yeah i feel like i've heard that story well there's a couple of, like so this is not i think exactly what you're talking about but the first thing that comes to mind is um he was playing against mugsy bogues mm-hmm. the shortest player to ever play in the nba and um they kept trash talking and at some point the anecdote that i've heard is that that michael jordan was guarding him and he stepped way back and he said, and he told Muggsy Bogues, he goes, something along the lines of like, shoot it, you fucking midget. Oh my God. Like what he said to, to Muggsy Bogues. And Muggsy Bogues missed it. And it like messed with his confidence. And he was never as confident a shooter after that game. That's so sad. I don't know if it's true, but it's a crazy story. Oh, <laughs> well, that makes me really Poor sad. Muggsy. Yeah. He um, really hates short people. <laughs> I think it's like he just goes for the obvious thing he can, he can attack you for. 
did he write the um the song wait isn't there a song called i hate short people <laughs> gabe oh yeah the randy newman song short the people? randy newman song <laughs> yeah. that song yeah. is very tongue-in-cheek <laughs> Well, I think he was actually being serious and it was about, it was from Michael Jordan's yeah. perspective. Oh, okay. I heard he was the ghostwriter. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, there's so much to talk about this game that we like just don't even have time to go into. There were so Can many I cool... Ask you, did you watch the, the halftime? No. No, because the it's link worth going back and watching if you it can. wasn't in the video that we had. The oh. link you sent us like wasn't working anymore. And so we found another one that like cut everything out. It was like every time out, everything was just gotcha. like cut down. If you can find that other one, um, or if you're listening at home and you want to watch this game, um, there's one where it shows the whole halftime show and the like broadcast team talks to two jazz players. And the production is really bad. The monitor, like it's done remotely and the jazz players are, are like looking down, it looks like, but it makes them look both like very shy <laughs> and like they're always looking down when they talk. And one of them was obviously very, very nervous. This like young uh, backup point guard for the jazz, uh, Howard Isley. Mm-hmm. So it's like this very awkward thing that they even bring up at a certain point that like bring up how nervous he's acting. <laughs> uh, he sort of like giggles, um, but it's worth checking out. Sounds okay. great gotta gotta watch it yeah we're, so they were talking to jazz players essentially because they were like whoever wins this is going to play the jazz play the jazz and they were sort of asking them is there a team you'd prefer to to play oh interesting yeah um i mean this was a very good pacers team it seemed like they almost took it um yeah. but in the end like they went back and forth back and forth uh but in the end the bulls won and i do you have the final score, Gabe? Oh, um, I think it was 88-83, but I'll double check. Wow, that's very low scoring. <laughs> In that Zach Lowe article, the one stat he, he talks about that was like, oh, yeah, that's crazy is how much the Bulls out-rebounded the Pacers. Oh, yeah. I think like offensive rebounds, the Bulls had like 20 and the Pacers had like four or something. Like, that's oh, wild. That's how, that's how you lose. You could see it too because there was one point where Michael Jordan caught the rebound off his own free throw. Yeah. Like they were so intense and like with his vertical and then they had so many big guys. Um, Yeah. It looks like the final score was 88, 83 bulls won it. And towards the end there, the crowd was like going bananas. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. The article too, that I think Dale Davis was saying it was so loud. They couldn't talk to each other. Right. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, okay, let's give out some donkeys. Donkeys. So the donkeys are awards we give out for arbitrary categories that we make up on the spot. Can be for anything at all. Um, we always give out most points, which has to go to the Chicago Bulls. Congratulations. It has to. It has to. <laughs> Sometimes we give out best dunk, which. That Scotty Pippen dunk was really fun. I like yeah. that dunk. And there's one where, where Jordan drove and dunk, which was like, he didn't do as much of that at that point of his career. Which was yeah, I was going to say it was, it was pretty light on dunks. I feel like overall, but that Scotty Pippen one was good. Let's give it to him. Yeah, that whole sequence with yeah, Luke Longley's pass up court behind the back and then Jordan to Pippen was pretty good. It's yeah. also fun because when they showed the replay, like... I forgot how much Michael Jordan's tongue was out at all times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and 
he's just like dribbling with his tongue out. Like you can't do that these days. Yeah. Not, I mean, <laughs> he said, have you like, apparently he, that's something his dad used to do when he would fix cars. It was oh, like, he would stick his tongue out. Like when he was concentrating and he like modeled it. <laughs> that's funny. That's so funny. Um, I want to give out biggest burn to Dale Davis, who at the end of the game or at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, the commenters were like, Dale, Dale Davis is coming back in. And I just want to remind you, he's not good at free throws. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Did you have to? Sick burn. Yeah. Did you have to put it like that? <laughs> Man. Rude. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would like to give, gosh, uh, best trick shot to... Um, Pippen did a layup from almost behind the basket in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Um, he essentially just like kept running off the court and like just kind of hooked it around as he was like running. And it was fun. I feel like I want to give some award. I'm trying to think what the right title is. It might be like the saving the way we think about Michael Jordan award <laughs> to Tony Kukoc. Mm. Uh Partly, too, if you watch the halftime thing, John Sally, who, another former Piston, is one of the people talking. And his um, advice is basically is like, we can't, you can't start Kukoc in the, the third quarter. It's clear that he's getting bullied, that the Davis brothers are pushing him around too much. you got to put Rodman in. And then Phil puts Kukoc back in to start. When like people were like, oh, maybe he's too soft. Maybe he can't guard those guys. And he has a huge third quarter. And they, they wouldn't have won the game if he didn't have those, those points. Right. Right. So I was happy for him. <laughs> I'm becoming a big Kukoc fan. <laughs> he was like, he's someone who like, if you go back to, it's like a, not games I've ever watched, but he was like a legendary European player before he ever came over here. And he has like all these like fun nicknames. Um, he's the Croatian sensation. Uh, <laughs> he's the waiter. Um, I think he had the name, the spider. Um, but he was like this, like uh, teenage phenom in, in Europe. Oh, that's cute. Gabe, do you have any donkeys you'd like to give out? Yeah. Um, back in the day when we used to cover current games, we would give out best hair and best tattoos a lot. I think there's an obvious candidate for that for both yeah. those awards in this game. Yeah. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> With his cheetah yeah. print hair. Yeah. I w- yeah, rewatching it, I've sort of wondered, it's like, why don't other people ever attempt to do a, his, his like hair dye thing. I'm like, a lot of them look great. I thought like, so too. We've talked about it before, but like if you've ever dyed your hair, those oh yeah, vibrant yeah. colors, mm-hmm. it's so hard to keep it that vibrant. And he's like sweating all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. those wash out regularly. I don't know how he did it. I'm very impressed. That's something to figure out. Cause it's not even like you ever see it sweating off him either. Right. It's not like you ever see colored sweat dripping down. It's yeah, it's like impressive. I want to know his secrets, his beauty secrets. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, we got to get him on here. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my god, I would die. <laughs> There's that gif now of him going like, and then we click, and then we, oh, yeah. you know, like he's in the last dance talking about like rebounding. Their- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I just love that. Uh, that's essentially what he'll be like on the podcast. <laughs> I hope so. I also wanted to give best name to Indiana Pacers assistant coach Dick Harder. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, man. Understandable. Um, it was fun seeing Larry Bird on the coach coaching bench. He was like, had the same expression the whole time. You couldn't really tell if he was happy or sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his assistant coach in the game, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the head coach of the, the Mavericks now. Uh, Rick Carlisle. Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So he's, you get to see like baby Rick Carlisle coaching. Oh, cute. All right. Who wins the donkeys? I mean, the Bulls do. They pretty much ran away with it, except for Dale Davis, uh, who got <laughs> one. And I have to say, his uh, goatee is so manicured, it looks like a hoopah. It's just like this perfect <laughs> arch over his mouth. Um, good job, Dale Davis. But it goes to the Bulls. The Bulls. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> to the Bulls um, for both winning the game and winning the donkeys, more importantly. Um, <laughs> next week, we don't know yet for sure what we'll be doing so <laughs> check in every week is a surprise <laughs> to us uh, and you yeah. <laughs> um it's uh, hard to plan when the world is on fire but we're we're, <laughs> do, we're doing it we're trying it um let's get into our mail basket today we have an email from chris n he says Hello. First of all, thanks to the entire Dunktown crew for choosing to continue podcasting during this stressful time. It really matters and providing fun content is something the world and us listeners desperately need right now. Now for my question, since it looks more and more likely that the season will be canceled or significantly changed when it does eventually return, can we get some official Dunktown predictions for what would have happened for the rest of the season? Would LeBron have gotten his fourth title? Would the Clippers and Fly Guy Kawhi have pulled off the ultimate victory? Or would Agata's preseason prediction come true with the Miami Heat finishing on top? Any discussion (laughs) about this would be great. Thanks again so much. Much much love to you all. Cute. Thank you, Chris. Great email. Great question. Uh, We touched Mm -hmm. on it a little bit earlier. It's so, I mean, it's so hard to predict because there was so much left of the season by the time this hit and... We all know how quickly things change in the world of the NBA. Um, I did say, Brandon, I did say before the season started that the Miami Heat were going to take it. Um, <laughs> That's a big prediction. <laughs> it was. But then the Miami Heat were doing really well, so it wasn't that crazy. I mean, it was no, still yeah. you know, very unlikely, but... Um, but not, you, di- you didn't know that going in. You were <laughs> exactly. just like, well, come on, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and part of it was my love for Jimmy Butler, who's one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to see him succeed. Um, so, you know, I stuck by it. We went on Culture Kings and we made predictions and I said, kept by the Miami one. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I have to stick with Miami because at this point, what's the what's even the point of changing my allegiance like then i look yeah. disloyal stick to your guns yeah so i you know i i just in still in my mind i would see jimmy butler wearing the championship crown <laughs> that'd be huge he leaves philly and wins a championship in miami it'd yeah be huge. and and then of course i mean if that didn't happen then i would have loved to have seen the clippers at their like first real shot um but it is what it is what do you think brandon uh, I guess the, I mean, the Lakers probably looked like they were probably playing the best uh, at the end of when the, the games were finishing, but I was still hopeful that the Clippers, the team that they could put together for the playoffs, I think still could have been the best team. Yeah. Um, and, and going back to the, the game we, we watched, uh, a lot of players were talking about how like the bulls are sort of known for the triangle, but like really they were better on defense than they were on offense. 
And when you, when you have like Jordan and Pippen and, and Rodman, who are all like all time great defenders and Ron Harper is a really good defender. They were like sort of this really amazing team to, to, to um, guarding the perimeter. And I feel like the, the Clippers this year would have an element of that with, with Kawhi and Paul George and then Patrick Beverly of just like a really great um, like playoff defensive team. So my hope was still that that would have been like a big factor and, and then they could have pulled it off. Yeah, would it would have been great. My preseason prediction was that the Clippers were going to win it all. But I also kind of had this cuz people were sort of like forgetting about the Bucks a little bit. Yeah. And I I was kind of thinking like wouldn't it be cool if they because they really didn't have experience during the last uh playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now that they had a little bit more experience, like it would have been cool to see if they would have come from behind and really, I mean, not even come I from mean, behind. They had the best, the best record. Yeah, they were the best exactly, team in the league. Yeah. But no like one was talking about, yeah, about exactly. them. That's true. Everyone was too focused on the LA teams. But yeah, I think like, yeah, they had probably the best shot of winning. The whole thing. Yeah, their record was 53 and 12, and um, they were number one in the East, and the Lakers had 49 and 14. So who knows what would have happened, but I would love to see little Giannis, um, you know, wearing a crown as well. (laughs) (laughs) I want them to all have a crown just for being good boys (laughs) and playing well all season. Everyone should get a participation (laughs) trophy this season. A participation crown. (laughs) Um, if you want to send us a question you can always email us at hiadunk.town or leave a message on our cutie hotline 903-420-DUNK tell us about your favorite classic games your favorite players what they're up to in quarantine um, what you're snacking on during quarantine sure really whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) literally anything we'll read anything Um, and uh, thank you again to Brandon for joining us is there anything you'd like to plug Nothing to plug. No, my life is paused, so there's nothing to <laughs> nothing to plug. I mean, you can just plug like any. You can plug anything like take, taking a shower. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah well, uh, I mean, the last your dance. Mom. If you're listening to this and for some reason not watching the last dance, you're crazy. That's uh, a good one. It's great. And I would also say it's like I think it's the thing, and I w- I want to talk more to people who are in this category, but I'm very curious about people who aren't basketball fans watching it. If it's like a documentary that holds up for them, I think it is, but I'm not. Yeah. I have talked to a couple. I've talked to a couple people who are not basketball people and they all want to talk to me about it because they know I do the show. Right. So I think it's like translating really well for normies. (laughs) (laughs) Normies. Um, You have a little baby, right? I do. She's 14 months old. How is it? Being, I mean, and maybe it's nice. I don't know. Being uh, quarantined and having a baby. Um, yeah, for the most part, I actually do think it's nice that she, um, like, because uh, we have her home from from daycare. It's like my wife and I taking care of her. So it sort of like gives you something to do that feels like productive. Mm-hmm. And it's also been a really fun time where um, I think when quarantine started, she was um, what they call cruising, right? Where they they aren't walking without touching something. Um, and now she can walk and like almost like runs a little bit. So Aww. it's been really fun to see her get confident with like walking Cute. and like different, um, development, developmental stuff has been cool to spend all your time with her and see, not miss any of that. That's, That's amazing. Very 
So everyone should have babies. <laughs> everyone should have a baby. Well, I watch basketball, even if it's old games with her all the time. She seems very into it. I'm I'm really hoping she'll want to play basketball when she gets older. You got to get her a little hoop as soon as she can stand on you her. You have own. one in like her bathtub. Cute. Oh, cute. Yeah. And she'll dunk with it. Yeah. If I show her how, she'll do it. <laughs> nice. Anastasia, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I'm watching this, uh, show on Hulu right now called Normal People. It's an Irish show that is, it starts out very horny. So if that's what you want, it's good. But then it kind of really gets into mental health a little bit. It's a bait and switch, uh, in a good way, because I, I just think it's like, if you can handle something that's kind of heavy to watch right now. It's a great watch and kind of talks about, um, you know, just the process of growing up and figuring out that you have to deal with your emotions. <laughs> so I highly recommend it. What about you, Agata? I want to plug Imperfect Produce, which this is not an ad, but I've just been using it to have vegetables and fruit sent to my house every week. And it's really nice because I'm trying to stay away from the grocery store as much as possible. And it's just a good way to have like a consistent, like good quality, healthy food coming to your door. Um, oh, cool! So I've you never gave heard of that, me but I'll check it so out. it's you gave me some tomatoes out of your box, and yeah. they were like the best tomatoes I've ever tasted. Yeah, I have oh, I have wow. some more coming tomorrow. So, um, Brandon, the the idea was like they're imperfect, like they're not beautiful enough for a regular right. grocery store it's or whatever. Discolored or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think like most of them look exactly the same as everything else to me like i think it's a lot of it's Uh just like they just have like too much of something and they just throw it in there i think especially now that like food supply chains are getting like kind of messed up um i think they've got even more than usual um so it's just it's a good way and i feel like it's pretty affordable like especially compared to grocery store prices so it's a good thing to check out. Oh yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah, and you just and it's helping to reduce food waste, yeah, which exactly. is great. And you just right. you pick out what you want every week, every Thursday. You like go in and choose what you want. So it's not even just like they send you whatever. Oh, cool. and they've got like eggs and milk and meat and whatever. So I mean, this is really sounding like an ad now. Sorry, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just but it, it, hey, it's Imperfect helpful. Produce. If you want to sponsor our show, yeah. I should I should email them. Say hey, check out this you episode should, yeah. where I talk about you for twenty minutes. We you already sell love it you very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, thanks again, Brandon. Um, we got to have you back for a normal game up. Whenever that yeah, happens. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Thanks to all of you guys for coming on this journey with us. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us, and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song, 